Recorded live. Good afternoon. This is Anya. Anya, what's on your mind? Uh, I pray that you all have had an awesome day. And today, uh, what we're going to talk about is I, I got a a call last week, and the show Preach had came on. It's about women prophetess, and uh, one of the, um, the the pastor that had called me actually knows one of the um, prophetess that's um, on the show. That's one of the um, co-stars on the show. So he called me and wanted to get my opinion about the show. It was kind of amazing because when he had called, I was surfing, trying to get get to the channel, and the lights in my area went out for about an hour and a half, and so by the time the lights came back on, the program was off, but the program came back on again later on that night, so I was able to sit and watch the program uh, in its entirety, and as I sat there and watched it, I tried to keep an open mind uh, in regards to what I was looking at, and since I don't know any other prophetess, or anyone in the show, I don't want to. My first opinion, my first impressions of when I seen it, I can say that uh, my spirit was disturbed. I can say that a lot of the things I saw that was happening in the show, I didn't agree with it, I didn't feel comfortable with it, and I didn't resonate with it. But I understand uh, with me, I understand some of the things that were happening because as a prophet, just myself, I do understand, you know, uh, the, the the office of, of a prophet, office of a prophetess, and and as well as the gifting of a prophet or a prophetess. And so, when you operate in in that area, there are things that are going to be different. But there are a couple of things things in the show, and I don't know who has who have seen it. Uh, I want to hold judgment, uh, just like when the preacher came on, the El preachers of L.A. came on. I was very very upset when I initially watched that. And I had to go back, and I watched the entire series. I, I taped it, and I went back. I sat down one day, and I watched the entire series. And at the end of the series, uh, it was not as I anticipated or what I thought it was going to be. I did have a, a, a change of mind about the show. I had a change of mind about some of the uh, preachers that was um, in the show, that were co-hosting the show, that were in the show, and some of them uh, had a, a change of mind in a negative way. Uh, but in the end, I think that it really did end very well. And so um, <clears throat> what I would like to see it continue, uh, maybe, but maybe with, with a different dynamics, uh, with a different spin on it. So now here we are. We're with another show. We're Now we're featuring women in ministry, prophetess in ministry with their protégés, uh, uh, training them. And what I saw, one one maybe two particular issues that I saw that really has has maybe there's a couple of them, it's more than two, but I I really don't want to. Well, this is Anya's what's on your mind, so we just want to be real. I want to keep everything real on, on this show, and so before I could go any deeper with this, I just want to let you know that I appreciate you know you listening in. Uh, if you have uh, comments or anything, you can always uh, contact me on Facebook. Uh, my contact information is there on Facebook. 
and uh, you always can get in contact with me. I'm trying to uh, build uh, a strong support group. I'm trying to build followers that want to hear the truth, that want to speak the truth, and that want to be able to speak their minds without being criticized or judged. We all have opinions, and we are maybe right and maybe wrong, but we're still entitled to our opinion. We have a right to those opinions. It's a privilege, you know, that God has given us. It's not a right, a privilege that he has given us. Uh, uh, we have freedoms here in America, and we can speak as we choose. I wish you, we are allowed to speak as we choose. We're allowed to do as we choose because we're a free democracy, and I'm so grateful for that. So in, in saying that, I'm also speaking about what I saw. Now, one thing I saw, and this is just the first, this was just the very beginning, the very first first showing so I don't know how this is going to end, what's going to happen um, <clears throat> as the show goes on. But one thing I do know and one thing I can say is that I, I would, uh, my advice would be if they were asking for my advice, which they're not, but if they would ask me for my advice, I would say that, you know, we have to have balance in our life. And I saw something in there that really disturbed me. Uh, I was looking at um, one of the uh, protégés. Uh, she came home from having a, a, a exciting meeting it was it was just a really awesome time and and they you know the lord really moved really good in their meeting uh, according to her but when she came home her husband was home and I, as i'm understanding he's a christian man also i don't know if he's a ministry or not i really didn't get that i am assuming that he was but putting that aside now that we're speaking of balance uh when he she came home he had taken the time to prepare a, a really wonderful meal for her well, when she came in, she was so excited and so happy about what had happened. He had told her about what she just she just automatically just like, no, 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 I'm fasting and I'm praying. I got to dedicate myself to the Lord more, and I got to fast and I got to pray. To me, that was out of order. And I understand now why Paul said that, you know, we that are single should desire to stay single, and those that are married, uh, you know, that. And, and I understand now why even... When you are married, you know, Christ, your husband, has to have priority in your life as well. There has to be balance. When you're single, now, if she had been a single woman, I'm single. So uh, something like that would have happened to me. It would have been okay for me to come home and decide that I want to go on a fast because I don't have a husband. I don't have any obligations or anything to my husband. And even in the Word, it says that even with them fasting and praying, you that are married, you know, that you should come off of your fast in order to be with your spouse you know, so this temptation don't come in, so you need to come. And so to me that was a time when she should have um, ate with her husband because he took the time. He didn't have to do it. He took the time. He thought enough about her. He cared enough about her to prepare a wonderful meal for her. They, she should have sat down with her husband, had the meal with her husband, and then after she had the meal with him, explained to him that the next day that she was going to go on a fast and that she was going to be on an extended fast. And I believe that would have, because I saw the pain, I saw his face, I was looking at his facial expressions, I was looking at his body his body communication, and I don't really feel that he was very happy with it. I think he was very displeased with it, but he loved his wife, he wanted to please her, so he went along with it. He shouldn't have had to go along with, with that particular situation right there, especially if God had not told her to go on a fast at that particular time, that could have waited and she could have picked a better time in which to go on a fast because when you're married, 
you know, I've been married three times before. I can speak about it. I, so I, you can't say that I don't understand. I do understand about marriage. Even though my marriages were not successful, did not last. Some of them, them didn't last. It was because of me. It, it didn't have anything really to do with so much of the men. It was what my desires were and what I was doing and the things that, that, that I wanted. And some of them were not my fault. I did everything I could in some of them to be the wife that I thought that I should be. But now that I'm older and I've gone through those experiences, I have a better understanding of what a wife should be, how a wife should be. I'm, I'm um, in leadership position now in the church. I'm in ministry, and I, I feel that um, my role as a wife, and whenever I do become a wife, and I know that someday I will, I am seeking to be married again. I desire to be married again, but if God does not send me that husband, I'm satisfied with my life uh, the way that it is. I do desire to have a husband, and I know that I have learned how to treat my husband. And one thing I can say is this. I know that when I do get married, I will pray that God will help me to learn how to have balance and discipline in my life, to learn how to enjoy my husband, learn how to enjoy being in ministry, how to balance the two of them. How do we balance that, you know, if you when you're married and you're in ministry and you you know you're gone a lot and, and but you have family so the family suffers because you and the family shouldn't have to suffer for the gospel. I don't feel that your wife and your children should suffer. You should give them the, um, charity begins at home. You have to take care of your home life. You have to take care of your, your wife. You have to take care of your children. You have to show interest in them. You have to be a part of their life. You cannot be, it's like being uh, being in a home but being an absentee parent in a home. You're there, but you're really emotionally and physically, you're absent from the home. I don't believe that God desired that. I don't. I know that he did not uh, desire that to be a part of the marriage institution because marriage is, is holy. Marriage is sacred. Marriage is something that God really honors and God loves marriage. And a lot of marriages fall apart because the spouses are not taking care of each other like they should. They're not being romantic with each other. They're not uh, uh, giving each other the time and honoring each other as they should. You know, I, I mean, what did you do before you became married? The same with things you did while you were dating, and we've heard that many, many times. You could continue to do those things. Those things should not fall by the wayside simply because you married someone. Now you've gotten comfortable with them, and now you just you you don't put the effort into it anyway. Women, you know that that you get married. You know you look a certain way when your husband marries you, and then a couple years into the marriage, you start changing your physical appearance. Start changing. If he wanted. Whatever size you were or whatever you was like when he married you, that's what he married. That's what he wanted. And you should try to maintain that. For instance, myself, if I marry someone and they can now the way that I am, I would. that's what my husband wanted. And so I would have to work very hard in order to maintain that, what he, he desired and what he wants. Same thing with my husband. I marry him. Um, I like a certain style of man. I like a, a, a certain uh, physique on a man. I like a man to be a certain height. You know, I like a, a certain look that I like, and, and that's what I look for. And when I get that, I don't want that to change. I want that to stay because that's what I, that was, that's what was attractive to me, and that's what I want. Um, I pray that God will send me someone that I don't have to try to love him, get, try to love his the quantities of qualities about it. I want to love everything about him. I want to love the outer as well as the inner appearance of my husband. And so getting back to this here, um, this, this show, Preach. Uh, I also saw something else in there where, uh, and, and it was very uh, something that really struck a chord with me. 
and I believe it was when Dr. Scott came and he was talking with his wife, and she she seemed to be the most mature of the uh, to me of the prophetess. Uh, she seems to be the most the one that's more, most grounded uh, in in her gifting in her, in her office that she holds as a prophetess. And uh, uh, because uh, I, I do believe, well, she's older, so she's much more mature. But the husband made a point, and he was speaking, and I could see that with the women there was competition. You know that there could possibly be in the show some competition with each other. One is trying to up, up the other, and it really shouldn't be that. And he was speaking of an incident that happened. I guess one of the prophets was got to speaking and started stepping on chairs and stepping over people. Then the other person decided that they did something that, that they felt to do. He said that God did not do that. That was something that was done on their own. And so when in the show, actually one of the prophets was actually practicing doing that. You know, she was practicing, you know, when she, she was practicing how she was going to walk in with her entourage. And to me, that show, that's a, that's a put on. And I, I don't know if God is really pleased with that or not. It was not to me. I, I didn't feel that it, that it was appropriate. Um, but you know, I guess you know they say practice makes perfect. But as a prophetess, uh, when we're God is with His mouthpiece, we're to speak for Him. Um, it's okay to perfect your craft, but when it comes to speaking for God, that's something you cannot perfect. That God, when He gives you a word or utterance, that word is going to go forth. Whatever the word is, it will manifest itself. If the word is coming from God. Now we're making up things and generalizing, you know, because a lot of times we have good communication skills. We can generalize a lot of things. We can know how, how many people do you know that's in a congregation that doesn't need a financial blessing? How many people do you know that's in a large congregation that's not sick and has some kind of disorder? There's somebody that's going to have a little bit of everything going on. So that, those are just just general generalizations. When you become specific, when you when God has given you a word for someone or given you a word for for a, a congregation and giving you a word for a nation, God gives you what he wants you to say. He gives you the way he wants you to say it and how he wants you to say it. So we don't have to, you know, if the, if the anointing come on us and, and, and the spirit is moving and we happen, a chair happen to be there so we jump over a chair or something like that, I could understand that, but not practicing this is how I'm going to move or this is how I'm going to preach and this is the way I, you know, I'm going to lay my hands on somebody and, and those those type of things. I, I remember in the olden days when we would go to church, you know, when a minister or somebody would pray for you, you know, I, I see a lot of this going on in churches now. People pray for you. They, they come and they, they want to stop the flow of God on you. They want to pat you. They want to give you tissue. Why are we doing that? Why are we interfering with, with God working with someone? Leave the person alone until God has done what completed a work in that person. And that really, as a prophet, that really bothers me. I don't like to see that. You know, if God is moving on someone and someone is crying, it's so crying is good. Crying is very therapeutic. There's, why do you think we have tears? We're supposed to cry. There we have tears of joy. We have tears of sorrow, you know, and those tears, the cleansing tears, God is cleansing that person. He's working with that person. When that person decides that whatever it is that they're going through, when they need assistance or help or whatever, they will let you know that. You know, they will let you know uh, by the time they get the sling and snot or doing whatever it is that they're doing. They, you know, they when they come to themselves, they they they'll let you know what they need. You know, then you you should be there to assist and to help them. So uh, I this is what I, I'm talking about this evening. Uh, the show um, preach. And some of the things that I saw in it, I'm not going to, you know, really say a lot of negative things about this show because I don't really, you know, know, like I say, I'm not acquainted with anyone in the show. 
I've never met them before. I really have not really heard of a lot about any of them. I do know have associates or, or, or ministers that do know them that uh, live in the city that they live in, and uh, and so um, I'm not sure what their take on this is or, or what they think or what is, is going on with them. But as for what I saw the first show, uh, it was not impressive to me. Uh, it was disturbing to my spirit because of what I saw. Uh, the things that I saw, and I see a lot of, in the word it says, we are in the world but not of the world. I've seen a lot of other world going on, a lot of the women, uh, the prophetess, they seem to be uh, of the world, their dress, their mannerism, uh, lifestyle, things that they're doing. I don't know what we consider as being godly uh, or whatever, but, you know, God can use all of us, and he uses us in, in the way that we use. I, I'm not at that level. I don't have the financial resources that they have. I can't say that I would do it. I can't say that I would not do it because I don't really don't know because I'm, I'm not there. Um, I have a certain way of, that I like to dress, a certain way that I like to act, my mannerism. That's just a part of who I am, and that's maybe just a part of who they are. I don't think God is looking at too much of the uh, – he may not be looking at the outer appearance of what's going on, but man does. And so sometimes the way we dress and the way we act can be a hindrance to other people. And if it is so, then that may be something we might need to check check in order to change that so that we will not be stumbling like a being hindrance to other people. So I really, truly wish them well. I hope that they have a very successful season. I do. I hope that they have a lot of uh, people that tune in to watch how and I pray that God, the movement of God will be on this show. I pray that people will be saved and they will have a different perspective of who we are as as women, men and women of God, that they will honor us for who for what we are, for what we believe in, that they will give us a freedom to be who we are because there is an attack on Christianity now. Everyone seems to um, think want to call it some have even considered even calling it a cult which I, I don't believe that we'll, I know that we're not a cult, um, just because we choose to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ as our Savior, we should not be treated any different than anyone else that have a right to practice their religious rights, their freedoms. We all have religious freedoms. But the Christian people now are being targeted. And so, you know, we have a lot of opportunities that, have, that are opening up to us. God is really blessing us in so many ways. Uh, and, and he's given him opportunities for the world to see into the life of what it's like to be in these positions. What is it like to be, uh, you know, over mega churches? And, 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 and what is it like to be prosperous in the kingdom of God? I think it's a beautiful thing because I think that we're representative of God. We're rep- we are his ambassadors and representative of him. He, he would he, say, the poor you would have what you always I don't feel that a Christian should be poor. I don't feel that a Christian should have lack in their life. I don't feel that a Christian should have want in their life because we have a faith that says the faith of a mustard seed. Whatever we ask in his name, if we don't doubt it and we believe it, that whatever we ask, he, he will give that to us. I truly believe that. Um, I believe that, you know, God put us in places where he wants to be and the timing that he wants to be. So this is timing. It, it's God's timing how he wants to come about, and whatever is going to happen, he, I pray that he will get the glory out of it. I pray that uh, whatever the devil has, the attacks that the devil has against the show, that God will move those attacks against the show 
that God will move the deception that may be uh, uh, woven into the show, that God's glory will shine through, that he will be magnified, and that he will be praised, and that he will be glorified for who and for what he really is, and that the world will see, because this is something that's going worldwide, all over the world. People will be able to see what we're really all about, who we are, and who we represent. And I truly am grateful, you know, because most of the women, they are successful uh, and so it just shows the world that, hey, we live good. We know how to have, you know, um, balance in our life, but we know how to live. The difference between them and us is that God has blessed them with prosperity, but they are serving God. They're using their prosperity for the kingdom, uh, to for enrichment, for enlargement of God's kingdom, to spread the gospel. And so I pray that all of the prophetess, that they have great success, on the show, I pray that they stay in the will of God. I pray that they um, that they will, you know, um, continue to humble themselves, and that the show will be a success. I truly do want it to be a success. I pray that it won't turn out to be uh, something that will be bring dishonor and disgrace and shame to the body of Christ. I pray that the women that the prodigies that they have that they will learn that they will be open. Uh, for for direction and that they will be open for correction and uh, I just that's what's on my mind on today uh, I want to talk about that I have made a, a commitment and said that uh, uh, every Tuesday um, uh, I will be coming on and we will be talking about issues uh, that are of interest to you interest that are interest to me things that we want to discuss and um, I pray that you enjoy it listening to what I had to say about the show. Maybe we will have another segment where we have guest speakers that will come on. They will have their opinion about it, and we'll just have like a, maybe a mastermind um, roundtable about what we're seeing and what we're watching and what's really going on around us and, and how we're being effective and what can we do uh, about it. I don't believe in complaining about something if you don't have a solution to the problem. Why complain about it when you can't do anything about it? So if you can't do anything about it, why complain about it? There's nothing I could do about this show except pray for the prophetess that's on. Pray for everyone that's in contact with the show. Pray for everyone that's involved in the show. That is something that I can do because prayer is very effective, and the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous man or woman does avail us much. And so I pray that we all come together collectively as one body, as one unit, uh, one mind, uh, with one goal uh, to pray for these prophetess, that it will be a success, that the world will be able to look at us and that they will be able to say, I want that Jesus that they're talking about. I want to experience that. I want to have that relationship that I see that they have with the Lord. And I pray that that will be the outcome of that show. So I thank you for listening tonight. Uh, to my talk shoe, um, talk shoe, uh, Anya, what's on your mind? I do have other uh, talk shoes. I have uh, Anya's uh, Serious Wellness. That's because I'm a wellness practitioner, and so that's where you can go on and you can log in if you uh, need health information or want to listen to some of the things that I've talked about. I have some very good information on there to tell you about and, and so that you could be able to help facilitate uh, uh, healing of your body, 
that you can feel better. When we feel better, we do better. I just practice simple um, uh, simple methods uh, to achieve uh, simple uh, outcomes. So um, I thank you very much. As we get ready to log off on tonight, I just pray that each and every one of you have a safe evening. I pray that you will continue to uh, abide in God's love and mercy and his kindness, that he will continue to uh, let his face shine upon you and that he will always be gracious unto you because he is a good God and we do serve an awesome God. I thank you for tuning in. So I ask you to come back next week with me, same time, same place, talk to Anya, what's on your mind. Good night. It's been a pleasure speaking with you. I love you. God loves you.